Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Except no substitute. Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I'm the co-director of Charts at Billboard. And joining me as always is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Hi, Keith. How's it going? Pretty good. How about you? I'm I'm okay. Did you do anything this weekend? <laughs> Did you do anything fun this weekend? <laughs> anything possibly relating to a musical award show? <laughs> uh, music's biggest night, perhaps? Perhaps. Yeah, we're talking about the Grammy Awards. Uh, <laughs> we'll be talking uh, all about the Grammys later on in the show. This is sort of our uh, our post-show, post-game wrap-up. Post-show podcast. It's our post-show podcast. Post-show podcast. Post-show pop shop podcast. Post-show podcast. <laughs> Mm, yeah, um, we uh, we're gonna recap all of the good stuff uh, that happened at the Grammys, uh, the highs, the lows, the in betweens, um, our experiences covering the red carpet, and uh, much more. And also, we have a very special guest this week who watched the Grammys <laughs> and is also um, uh, a musical artist and uh, Billboard chart topping superstar in her own right. Camila Cabello of may Fifth or may Comedy. not have a best friend who won a lot of Grammys actually you know, on Monday. She, she might know Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, uh, I say all that, and I also have to say that the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Um, as I said, this week's show is all about the Grammys and our experiences there. In addition, we've got chart updates on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart, the Billboard Hot 100, and how Kanye West's new album is out, but not on our charts just quite yet. So that's the confusing one. It's the confusing one. <laughs> By the time you hear this, there could be a new twist. A new development. To the, to the saga of Pablo. <laughs> I've renamed the album. Maybe he'll rename the album. Who knows? Um, uh, our interview with uh, Camila was, uh, frankly, just lovely. Adorable. Uh, she's just... Unicorns and rainbows, sweets. She was lovely. She came. Uh, she came by with her mom. I don't. I don't think I'm revealing anything too much there. That's all we need to say about her. That she's, she's great. 
but she talked about um, her <laughs> success with her single with Shawn Mendes. I know which did last summer, which was a top 10 hit on the pop songs chart and a top 20 hit on the Hot 100. And um, talked about, you know, sort of the, the songwriting process behind the song and, you know, how they were sort of flabbergasted that it turned into a hit single. Um, she also teased a little bit about Fifth Harmony's uh, upcoming music. Uh, it's it's imminent, it seems. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. And she talked about, um, you know, of course, uh, cheering on her friend Taylor Swift at the uh, Grammys. And she talked about her thoughts on Taylor winning Album of the Year. Um, but first, some housekeeping notes. If you enjoy the podcast, uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss a single episode. And give us a rating or review while you're at it because we enjoy your praise. <laughs> um, feel free to tweet us uh, at Keith underscore Caulfield or at KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. I pause there, a dramatic pause. Ooh, you're like, what else is in that URL? And I was like, ooh, there's more. What have we added? <laughs> but wait, there's more. So let's talk about the Grammys, Katie. Let's. Um, I was on the red carpet. Um, Katie was... In, in the press room backstage? You were literally in that press room the entire time. Oh, yeah, it? you have to get there at noon. Well, you also have to yeah, get I got, there Yeah, I got to the carpet noon. at 1130, yeah. Um, you have to get in that press room at noon, and it is nonstop until the show wraps at... I, sh- I should say we're talking PT over here. Um, noon to 8.30 p.m. when the show ends. And then even after that, it goes for another hour and change as winners come straggling backstage, you know, to talk to the press room. Did you get to go to the bathroom? Um, you know, occasionally. <laughs> but a, most of the time, you're juggling between a they headset. They gave you a pan that you could... Yeah, right. You have a headset where you are, you know, you've got the headset in one ear and you're listening to the show in either the pre-tell ceremony or the telecast. And you're also listening to, you know, Alabama Shakes talk to you on the press room stage at the same time. So it's like this, it's really a a multitasker's dream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why you're good at it. (laughs) I have to say like, it was much more comfortable this year. It was the second year I've done that red carpet. First year I was like, what is this <laughs> this year i was like oh i'm so ready I, I know what i'm in for like let's do this thing oh, doing the press room just yeah it's so chaotic it's yeah and it's just long long it's and chaotic long. it's long yeah. i mean i i i remark about how the red carpet duty is long yeah i mean the carpet itself yes is hundreds of feet long however i'm talking in terms of length of time yes <laughs> um because you have to be there no later than basically 11 30 um and then the carpet is open until five like it's, it opens at noon, so it's like a five-hour red carpet, um, and it goes by really fast. Yeah, I mean it goes by like that. Yeah. Um, and we talked to a lot of folks. There was actually a team of us um, at Billboard's position on the carpet. Um, me and Erin Strecker, who um, works for Billboard.com in New York, she flew out here. We also had a couple social media people that mm-hmm. were Instagramming and Twittering, and you know. Snapchatting, capturing the Grammys, capturing the Grammys from all and different truly, angles. And truly, I mean, I kept checking our Twitter and our Instagram while I was in the press room to see what I, you know, what I wasn't seeing. Right, and it was just constant. Yeah, Stephanie, who does our social media, she was there on the carpet, and she was just gangbusters, yeah. doing a great job. Yeah. Um. So check out all of our interviews yes. from the red carpet. They're on our YouTube channel, and they're also on Billboard.com slash videos slash videos. Thank you. Um. We talked to everyone from Tori Kelly and Sam Hunt to Casey Musgraves to uh, Tony Bennett, who complimented my tie, which is, I mean, really, what more can you ask for? And Tony Bennett's rival, Josh Groban. Talked to Josh Groban. (laughs) I actually brought up Josh Groban to Tony Bennett. Oh, that's awesome. Because I I had said, like, you know, both Josh Groban and and Barry Manilow have said, well, we're up against Tony Bennett. We know Tony's going to win. win. 
And they're like, oh, and, and Tony was just like very good natured about it. And he was like, well, you know, it's, it's some you know, pretty good competition this year. So I was a little bit concerned. As and, he then marched right on the carpet yeah. straight into the pre-tell ceremony and won the yeah. award. Also, it's just cool to talk to Tony Bennett. Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, and we talk, I talked to, um, you know, uh, Earth, Wind and Fire. On the oh, my carpet. goodness. Yeah, they came to the press room as well. They were lovely. Oh, my goodness. Actually, you know, I talked to Verdine, uh, whose brother Maurice is who passed away from the group. And they actually were named Lifetime Achievement Award winners prior to Maurice, Maurice mm-hmm. dying. And so I asked him, you know, whether he was able to speak with Maurice about that. And he said he was actually the one that called Maurice and told oh. him about it. And he said, you know what? You're going to want to come to this one. He told <laughs> Maurice because Maurice obviously has been in poor health and has not you know, gotten out to a lot of these events, hasn't been performing with the group. So it's just a little bit, you know, even sadder to think that, you know, this was the one he was going to make the effort to, to come out to. I have to say, uh, it, it was you know when Earth, Wind, and Fire came up and started talking to me on the carpet. It's always it's always challenging to ask someone who you it's the topic is something that is terrible. Yeah, and I said, you know, I can't I can't not ask this, and so I'm awkward. But I'm like, how are you guys doing right now? Yeah, and and they were all in very good spirits. Yes, and I think I think you know perhaps as as one does, you're able to kind of prepare for something and perhaps they've had time to prepare and accept and move on and it's always a very sad thing but I think because of how he's been ill for a while Mm -hmm. maybe maybe it's been a little bit um uh, easier to a degree a slight degree for them to be able to process it but it's still never easy and I'm sure they also saw it as the lovely opportunity it was to celebrate his legacy I think that's what they felt like absolutely yeah Um, and they celebrated it at the Clive Davis party where they performed yeah uh, which I saw lots of YouTube man the the list of that party I know Barry Manilow performed who has also had his own health issues recently and then he just gets up and performs at the Clive Davis party the Clive Davis party is the only party where not only Confetti Wap perform Mm -hmm. But Barry Manilow will be on the same stage at some point. <laughs> and it's also when you see photos where you see a photograph where I saw it was Ellie Goulding, Jordan Sparks, Suzanne Summers. Yep, I saw this picture. And two other women <laughs> who I'm blanking on. But I was just like, only at Clyde's yes. party. <laughs> totally. Only. Because in the very next shot will be like Joan Collins <laughs> and NFL running back, you know, or whoever. Um, so... Uh, what was your highlights in terms of the performances for the evening? Uh, oh man, on the show. Well, Kendrick Lamar it's for great. me was just incredible. Um, I just for, I was like just wrapped that entire time, like watching that performance. It was, like it a was performance. and he's such a good um, like he's such a good live rapper, which is I don't think that's an easy task, and I think that you see it a he's lot very where fast. <laughs> where yeah you you just don't um, sometimes like the the recordings don't translate to awesome live performances, and he bucks that all together like his rapping is even more energetic you know when it's live and even crazier and more impressive and anyway like so just like technically it was awesome but Mm -hmm. then like what he was conveying was awesome the visual was awesome like it was just incredible um i thought lady gaga's performance was pretty pretty great oh yeah um i mean i thought there were a couple a couple moments in it where you kind of felt like it was like in everything and the kitchen sink Kind of vibe where it's like well, there's just we, so many songs you want to to get in there because yeah. there's so many classic songs. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like there's too there's so many songs and we try to shoehorn them all in, it becomes a little bit wobbly. Right. And I think it started off so incredibly strong with that cool that uh. the projection of her face and his face and the the imagery on it was just such a 
technical feat. Yes. Um, and it was also just great seeing her with Nile Rodgers. And Nile Rodgers, you know, produced uh, the Let's Dance album, and which has the song Let's Dance on it. Yep. Um, and which they performed together. I liked her doing fashion, too. Which was great. Yeah. I mean, th- I thought I thought the whole thing was pretty darn amazing. Yes. And there were, I mean, we can quibble a little bit, but it was pretty amazing. I think, and the whole pairing of her and, and Intel to do that, like all the technical stuff, like, it's just like, I feel like David Bowie would have appreciated, like, it was very experimental and yeah. new, and we hadn't seen a lot of that technology. People and, were griping, like, oh, was Bowie presented by Intel? I'm like, well, no, but Bowie probably wouldn't have shied away from some sort of, like, interesting technological advances. Advances that were maybe sponsored by a technology company, yeah. but is able to sort of elevate your art yes. to some sort of new level. Exactly. And if, if you're not being compromised, then try it. Yes. Um, so I think those were two of the, the big performances of the night. Um, the Hamilton Broadway that was great. performance was really great too. And it's just like, I've heard, I've listened to the entire soundtrack and I knew the song, but the this is exactly the first yeah. time I've been able to see an actual staging of it. Um, and usually you have to wait for the Tonys to see something like that. And it's then it's really still not even cool. on their actual stage. Yeah. And so it's really cool to, for the Grammys to have given that spotlight. And I was wondering, and maybe I'll have to look this up after we record, but when the last time they handed out the Musical Theater Album Award during the tele- main telecast, yeah. like maybe the 60s or something, like... that's like such a huge thing that they did like that just shows how you know impactful this musical is I was like sitting there watching I'm like oh I hope it's Hamilton well it it like it just it couldn't not be like I mean I guess it could have it could have been anyone else that would have been shocking yeah but anyway (laughs) um were there were there any sort of surprise perform I mean not performances surprise wins or or losses that Um, were sort of like really surprising Honestly, the ones that were announced in the main telecast were all like, "Yeah, by the book." No, I mean it's not like you could predict all of them, but there wasn't any sort of there wasn't an Esperanza Spalding there wasn't winning like Best a, New Artist, D'Angelo you know? winning Record of the Year, right? Like, right. yeah, exactly. Um, I think that there were a lot of people that thought and hoped that Kendrick would win Album of the Year, but that doesn't mean that Taylor wasn't a front runner or a favorite to yeah. win it. You know, I think that honestly they were like fifty fifty people. You, if you went on Twitter beforehand, it was. 50-50 who thought they were going to win. If somebody outside of those two had won, then that would have been shocking. Yeah, like if Chris Stapleton had suddenly won. Exactly. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been like wrong. It no. just would have been like, whoa, I was expecting Taylor or Kendrick because exactly. they seemed like the front runners. And then you would have said, oh, maybe they split the vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did think it was nice when Taylor uh, won. She got up, was obviously thrilled. And then as she was walking over, she ran over and embraced Kendrick. And because not only did Kendrick not win that category, but she's obviously a huge fan, and Kendrick was on, you know, Bad, Bad Blood. Blood. Yeah. Um, now, I realized when I tweeted you something after the fact, and I realized I was wrong, he is not on the album version of Bad Blood, is he? Oh, good call. So he actually doesn't get no. uh, to share in this album of the year win. Yeah, I thought he was not. I thought... Cause That's for, right. For it the, was a remix. For the album of the year category, the performer and all of the featured performers are also nominees so if someone is featured on the album they also win the album of the Mm -hmm. year category so i thought kendrick actually technically won it with taylor for 1989 but he was not on the album version of bad blood right so i was wrong this seems like it might be a good time to transition to some of our Ask the Pop Shop Ooh, questions. Yeah, so we, we sent out a tweet asking folks uh, if they had any burning questions about the Grammy Awards to tweet us with the hashtag Ask the Pop Shop. I so, mean, why don't we start with Joseph, uh, at Brosif AZ. Okay, Brosif. 
Who says, why the hell didn't Kendrick win album of the year? <laughs> well, here's my theory. Yes. Um, hip hop is generally fairly challenged in the top categories in terms of getting wide acceptance from the entire voting body of the Recording Academy. Sure. Only twice have a hip hop album one album of the year, Lauren Hill's The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And some people might argue that that's not really a hip hop album. That's like R and B. I'm like, but she does She's, rap. She raps. She and raps she sings. and she sings, and yeah. that's hip hop. Um, and then Outkast. Yeah. For Speaker Box, The Love Below. Um, you might surprise people that you know Kanye's never won it. Eminem has never won it. You know, Eminem famously lost to Steely Steely Dan one year. Mm-hmm. So, hip hop is still struggles in the top, the very top categories. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with how the Recording Academy itself, the voting body, is skewing a little bit old. Yeah. And is not as hip as, you know, sometimes people would like them to be when it comes to selecting things. And that's, I mean that in a purely sort of like, there's nothing wrong with Taylor Swift winning. It's just, it's... You know, it's like the when it people was talk, working. That was working against Kendrick, is what you're saying. Not yes. saying that like he was robbed. No, right. no, no, no. It was just t- Taylor had a had a had an album that that w- really crossed so many demographics and really appealed to, frankly, just a, a wider swath of the recording academy. And that's what these things are. It's 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 a contest of it's a consensus yeah, on yeah who got the most votes and mm-hmm. more people voted for Taylor. That's all it is. Yep. It, and, you know, when you've got, you know, thousands of people voting, that's how it works. Yep. I agree with all of that. Okay. Although on last week's Pop Shop, I did say I thought that Kendrick could win because of how diverse that album is. Like, it, yeah. to me, it transcends hip hop. Like, you listen to that thing. There's like some of the like greatest like jazz music, you know, ever going on on this hip hop album. If Josh Groban's a fan of Kendrick, then clearly he crosses lines. <laughs> exactly. Crosses boundaries. So I thought maybe the uh, the multi-genre nature of Kendrick might work in his favor. Not this time, but yeah. I feel like it's just the beginning for Kendrick. Let's so. do another one. Um, moving on. Um, and thank you for submitting these with the hashtag Ask the Pop Shop. Yeah. We always appreciate your questions. Thank you. Um, a very general one is how do they vote for candidates and winners at the Grammys? Well, that's a very long. We, we can do it quick. Basically, um, basically, you can be a voting member of the Grammys if you have a certain number of credits on um, commercially released music. So it could be you could be an engineer, you could be a songwriter, you could write liner notes, you could be an artist, a singer, whatever. If you have enough of these credits, then you can apply to become a voting member. You pay a fee, you fill out a form, and boom, you're a voting member. Then um, you have the the opportunity to submit. Um, recordings throughout the year, uh, you know, your own recordings or someone else's um, for consideration. Those are then put into various categories, everything from R&B and pop to country, bluegrass, Christian gospel, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then uh, there's uh, various uh, screening committees that happen where, where people get together in rooms and determine, is this really an R&B record? Should this be in the R&B category? Maybe it's more of a gospel record. Mm-hmm. And that happens in all these different little screening committees. They figure out what's actually supposed to be where. And then there is sort of a series of kind of layered voting that happens with like sort of special uh, committees, um, larger bodies of voting people, um, you know, certain uh, specialty categories like some of the, the video categories or some of like surround sound have very select voting things. Um, and then at the end of the day, you get kind of the final ballot it so, is nice to know how it's broken down like by genre and and there's experts that are 
in each field for, for many of those fields determining yeah not yeah. necessarily all the fields right but, for but it is it's nice to know that like it's not like a general like music listening audience it's just like I guess that's the best Americana Roots album right well, <laughs> that yeah. sounds okay or I've heard that name before um, I actually talked to uh, a Cascade on the carpet mm-hmm. and, I, and, and he was talking because he's a big EDM artist and he's a voting member of the academy and I asked him I said you know the, the dance categories have really changed in the past 13 years and, and I said are you a, are you are you part of these special screening committees he's like I don't think I'm allowed to say <laughs> if I am and I said well I didn't mean to put you on the spot I said but it, it seems like the categories have changed where it used to be very mainstream pop artists you know Madonna Kylie and Gloria Stefan right and then that transition to very core dance artists yes. like Skrillex Diplo you know, who whatever. won everything last right. night? So yes. it's not just like Rihanna's <laughs> dance track. Wins. Exactly, exactly. Um, so it's it's things like that where there's you know some tweaks are made to the various categories to sort of ensure that they're more properly representing what the Academy feels are the best recordings of that genre. Um, there's all this information you can find on Grammy.com. They have a frequently asked questions section. You can read more about it. There's a cool infographic that shows you the timeline and the flow of how things work. It's much more than what I can actually possibly say in a very short. I think you did a nice rundown, though. Thanks. Yeah. And let's move on to another question. Okay. Um, Kathry at NSFW underscore IWT. Not safe for work. Not safe for work, Kathry. What have we just advertised? (laughs) Why wasn't One Direction nominated? See also the Kendrick Lamar thing I just said. Yes. Although I feel like there's another, there's a couple of layers to this one. First of all, the first, one of the layers is that their most recent album was put out in November, which is past the eligibility period. The eligibility period runs October 1st through September 30th every year. But then Drag Me Down, which was a very well received single. The first single from the album. Yes. That was released in July. So So actually, that that was eligible. eligible. Mm -hmm. So the Grammys did snub drag me down and they've actually never been nominated for a grammy and i think that kind of gets down to it like they there are certain groups and bands and and people that are maybe just more attractive to grammy voters for whatever reasons or more respected or more you know just well received by grammy voters and one direction seems to have not struck that chord yeah i mean i there if there's if there's like a group of pop artists like that that sort of and i don't know why they it is the way it is it's just they just don't resonate for whatever reason. But then uh, it seemed like Justin Bieber might be one of those people. He had been nominated for Best New Artist before. And then this year he was nominated for Where Are You Now with Skrillex and Diplo, which gave him his very first Grammy win. Yeah. And he's been around for, I don't know, six years at this point, at yeah. least seven. And so, you know, maybe if One Direction comes back from hiatus and puts an <laughs> album out, then maybe we'll see it'll maybe. change. You never know. <laughs> um, Any more? Or is that, do you think three is a good... Good solid number. I think three is a good solid number. All right. Doesn't mean we can't revisit this idea later on down the road. Yes. We always do. We always love Ask the Pop Shop. It always generates so many fun questions for us. Yes. Um, I, I want to get to some chart news because yes. we can't ignore the charts this week because, well, that's my bread and butter. <laughs> um, on the Billboard 200, Future debuts at number one with his new album, Evol. Or is it E-V-O-L? You know, all I know is that he said that it's supposed to be love backward. Oh. So I don't know if there's a pronunciation on that. I would say evil, but... It's like evil. (laughs) But with an O. Um, He debuts at number one with evil. It was exclusive to Apple's uh, ecosystem for its first week. So Apple Music and the iTunes Store. Did 134,000 equivalent album units in the week ending uh, February 11th, according to Nielsen Music. Um... The, the interesting thing behind this is that it's actually his 
third number one album in less than seven months time that's insane right so he had he had this album and then uh what a time to be live with uh, drake drake and then before that his ds2 album and amazingly since 1963 when the billboard 200 became an all-encompassing chart where it combined our former stereo and mono albums Back in the day, <laughs> we had two different charts, one for mono and one for stereo recordings. And then we combined them into one big chart <laughs> in 1963. <laughs> Since 1963, only three other acts have had three number one albums in that span of time. Wow. Yeah, in terms of like their first week at number one. So take three albums, their first week at number one. So it wasn't like, oh, Titanic or like Taylor was number one for 20 weeks. And then her, the next week she was number one again. It's like, no, starting from that first week. So this, these have to be very prolific artists. Well, one of them is kind of a, a trick. Okay. One of them is the Glee cast. Okay. Who had three number ones in like less than two months. That is a trick. Yeah, that is a trick. So it's, it, so it's squishy. So I, I said, well, if we don't count Glee or in addition to Glee. Yes. You have to go back to Herb Albert. Uh, that was not coming to yeah, the tip of my tongue. You weren't even going to think of that. <laughs> and um, his Tijuana Brass. <laughs> and, his, and the Tijuana Brass. Um, so Herb Albert did it between 1965 and 1966. Uh, it was uh, between November 27th, 1965 and May 28th, 1966. Herb Albert uh, notched uh, his first weeks in number one with Whipped Cream and Other Delights, Going Places, and What Now My Love. Before that the last act to do it and the only other act to do it since 1963 was the Beatles see and I was trying to think about this I I, I always thought of the Beatles as releasing like one album a year so what was the um, oh, it window would, it, oh they, it was like uh, well I don't I don't and I they uh, let me put you on the spot completely thanks I don't actually have those <laughs> in front of me but it was like that 1964 65 like the window. early period mm-hmm. when they first came over to America Where et cetera yeah I mean a little bit later they, yeah. they were putting out an album like every eight months yeah okay but in that sort of 64 to 66 there was an album like every few months because it was they just had a there was they were very prolific yes um so yeah only those four acts have been able to do so i feel like most chart stats i should just guess the beatles beatles is usually a good <laughs> guess a for good everything guess. <laughs> um so that's the big exciting news on the billboard 200 over on the billboard hot 100 Ooh, big news over there justin uh bieber who we just talked about not only wins his first grammy this week but also retakes number one from zane yep from formerly of one direction the act trading that, spot the act that didn't have any grammy nominations yet not yet hmm so uh <laughs> love yourself actually goes back to number one it goes two to one after first topping the chart two weeks ago in other news on the chart 21 pilots is getting closer and closer to number one stressed out jumps four to two it's a new peak wow so we could be looking at 21 pilots with a number one wow. single here soon which is crazy i mean that's great my husband's not a fan <laughs> okay <laughs> he does not pay attention to pop music but that one has like graded on permeated him his like his uh his psyche and he and he can't handle it <laughs> It makes him stressed out, actually. All right. Yes. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, I I think I just... I'm clearly not alone. I'd love to see a rock act at number one. Yeah. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Um, so that's the biggest exciting news on the Hot 100. And then also, in terms of what is not on our album or singles charts yet, though it is on our Billboard plus Twitter top tracks chart, is Kanye West has a new album out. You may have heard of it, The Life of Pablo. It is released 
as of our recording this, exclusively as a streaming album through title only. And Kanye West has said that it will never be for sale, ever. Uh, despite the fact that he briefly announced that it was on sale through title for $20 a pop. I don't think any of those sales actually ever made it through. A lot of people on Twitter were complaining that the transactions weren't happening. And also the fact that he sold the album as a digital download with tickets to his Madison Square Garden Yeezy Season 3 fashion show slash listening party. So I guess those people aren't going to get a digital download of an album anytime soon. Also, maybe they'll people, give them free title membership. Maybe. <laughs> and also people that paid for um, movie tickets to screenings where they simulcast and broadcast the fashion show to theaters all around the world. In the United States, they sold movie tickets that came with an album. That album has yet to be delivered. Uh, so, all very interesting times for Kanye West right now. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That is very much the tip of the iceberg. Considering all the things that he has said on Twitter. That's From what. asking Mark Zuckerberg for money, uh, telling, saying that Bill Cosby's innocent, uh, talking about... It might be more surprising goodness. if he had just put his album up for sale traditionally. That might have been the, the surprising thing. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, the the uh, the 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 joke I shared with Katie earlier was that watch we'll see like Kanye put out his album for sale but only on like cassette <laughs> just just to really screw with us <laughs> um, so who knows maybe maybe the album you know will come out commercially available soon it, it doesn't appear that way but anything is possible in the world of Kanye I listened to the album through the live stream I, I listened to we watched the, the live stream show. yeah it's great. That's like that's you know the, that's the thing about Kanye, is all this weird stuff floating around him, uh-huh. and all the talking points about him and and all the things that he says to just bury himself. But then he puts out you know good music, and that's what he's that his job is to make good music, and he's he's doing that. So, well, <laughs> one of the lyrics on that album, uh, people are. Well, people are not interpreting it, but t- there's a lyric on the, on the album. There's a very straightforward, literal lyric there's on the album. There's a literal lyric about Taylor Swift on the album. Uh, he name checks Taylor. And it is not a metaphor. Is, yes, it's, yeah, there's probably no question. Um, he name checks Taylor Swift in a lyric that has caused a bit of controversy um, that some people feel uh, Taylor actually addressed head on when she won Album of the Year at the Grammy Awards. Yes. Um, now she didn't single his name out. She didn't say the, it. The key but. word was fame, because he said in lyric, he said, "I made that, Taylor famous." I made that. And, well, famous. yeah. Let's. We don't need to. Nope. I. I don't need. I'm to not going to say, say it that. literally. But it's a term of endearment, though, according to Kanye. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's a, that's another episode of the podcast. Mm. Um, but Taylor said people try to take credit for your fame. Mm. She specifically used that word fame, and, and that's what that was the 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 telling. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I think we can uh, leave all of that now and move on to something a little bit sunnier. A lot sunnier. A lot sunnier. Our interview with uh, Camila Cabello, uh, Fifth Harmony, uh, who, as we said earlier, is just lovely and awesome, and she's always so much fun to talk to. And uh, we talked about, I know what she did last summer, we talked about Fifth Harmony, we talked about the new album, how it's coming together, how it's basically done um, and she also talked about her thoughts on Taylor winning album of the year and, uh, uh, you know, actually her thoughts on Taylor's speech when she won. Um, and also partying with Taylor evidently all night long. 
<laughs> it's it must be fun to be like hanging out with like Taylor and she's her in the squad. She's in the squad. Um, so here's our interview with uh, Camila Cabello. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Camila Cabello. Hi. Hi. This is me. <laughs> this is this that, is me. That is where I am. That would be you. <laughs> You've been on the Pop Shop Podcast. This is now your. Th- I want to say third time, maybe really? even more. Well, Fifth Harmony's been on at least twice. Wow. Yeah, you were with Jason, yeah, probably. In New York. J- yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jason. Yep, and we made him wear neon. <laughs> yes. And dress up in like, That's a right. weird outfit. You guys did a So You Know I Can't dance. Yes, thing. and it was incredible. <laughs> and the best part is that we both embarrass each other. Like, I think every Jason thought that he was going to be the one to not dance, and it was like him and I. Like, what are the dance moves to our song? <laughs> I was like, I should know this. I was like learning. <laughs> um, you, you, um, well, you're super busy right now, yeah. crazy busy. But we just watched you on Ellen perform with Shawn Mendes, yeah. your current hot hit single. I thank know what you. you did last summer. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was it was amazing. Was it? You, you guys have performed on Ellen before, right? Yeah, I, yeah. The girls and I have performed um, twice before. One for Better Together and one for Sledgehammer, I think. Mm. But every time I meet her, I just I blank. Yeah. Cause she she does a thing where after you perform, she goes up to you and she says something, and I can never remember yeah. what she said because I I love her so much and I get super nervous like to perform on her show. Um, but it's really cool, like especially with um this song that Sean and I wrote. Like I don't think that we expected for people to like it as much as they did. It's something that we kind of did for fun and you know let alone you know have his label pick it as a single, but like getting to do the things that we've done and perform on Ellen and perform on Fallon has been like I didn't expect it it's been so cool seems like it was like I didn't realize because we were actually Katie and I were talking about this beforehand because the we weren't sure if the song originated like elsewhere and then yeah. came to you guys as like a pre-existing song oh, and you, no. you wrote it together you wrote it together no, so he, it was always a duet too like it was always meant yeah, to be I mean, we, yeah because we wrote it as a duet I remember literally the exact moment because I have it um, my mom saw like him and I jamming or whatever and my mom likes to like document everything in my life and she like filmed it like on my iPhone and that's gonna sister. be an amazing DVD home video home one day movies. I know. home movies <laughs> it's cool because I can still like watch it back and be like wow that's it's cool to see um like all even the little parts that we made up that didn't make it into the final song mm-hmm. and to see like kind of where it started but I remember there's like a clip on the video where um he and I are talking and we're like how cool would it be if this was like a two-sided story where like you're singing this part and like you're the one that's cheating on me and then I'm talking from this point of view and it's cool because I love um songs that have storylines like yeah. that mm-hmm. and I also I was like a huge musical theater kid and so I like when there's like drama in songs totally. and it's kind of like a communication between two people and you can only really do that in a duet yeah. you know what I mean like it's cool that songs have almost all the time it's just like one point of view but to have two people talk it's a conversation to yeah very cool and that's what that's that you were saying this Katie like the, the lyrical thing that you really like yeah I picked up on like the fact that you guys each sing different pronouns you say I he yeah. says she and like I feel like I've never heard that before in a duet and it's like a really cool effect thank you I think that's why I like it so much because I was just kind of like this is cool that, that we're doing that we're using you and I like in this room together to make you know something that isn't necessarily done every day which is a right. duet like a conversation between two people two people um, two pee pee um. <laughs> <laughs> two pee pees two pee pees had a conversation it was lovely <laughs> but yeah it's cool that you know he and I 
wrote it together and it wasn't something that was just kind of handed to us. I think that's why it's been so fun and why I get so excited that, you know, that we're getting to perform it at these cool places and that it went platinum the other day, which is like crazy. But the fact that it's a song that he and I wrote that we like, it was, we had our hearts in it. You know what I mean? That's what makes it special. I think um, it just to rattle off some, yeah. I totally lost my voice and I sound like a prepubescent boy right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like you, you, it was so awesome. You sound so husky. <laughs> no, it's it's, a, it's like a sultry Kathleen sultry. Turner voice. It's, it's very it's very um it's very um Bonnie Tyler Total Eclipse of the there Heart. There you go. I always lose my voice at these Grammy things. Like it's a sign of a fun things. time. It is a yeah. sign of a fun time. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say the the song went top ten on our pop songs chart, mainstream top forty airplay, which you knew about. Yeah, I think, yeah, weeks that's ago. so cool. And top twenty on the Billboard Hot 100 too. That's so. It's awesome. It's yeah. ridiculous. I can't even. All for something that wasn't even like, you know, it was just like a fun thing you guys wanted to do. Yeah, I really, I didn't even think that it was going to make it on his album. Like, I I really didn't, I didn't expect for it to come out of that dressing room. Right. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Because I've never, I've never done anything like that before where it was like, like I've had writing sessions with people, um, but I've never had one where it was just kind of like, you're just there and then you start making a song and you're just kind of like, it's too good to be true that something really worked. cool will yeah. come out of this because even when you do writing sessions it's so rare that things even make it do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. to be That's heard awesome. outside so yeah wow um, well I, I want to know we, we, we're, we're recording this actually the day after the Grammy Awards oh okay um, and but we're, it's going to air probably Wednesday two days after the Grammy Awards so Grammys are still very fresh in our minds did you happen to catch the Grammy Awards? And yeah, I did. Did Did you see Taylor, your friend Taylor, winning Album of the Year? I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my mom and I, my whole family and I, were watching from our hotel room couch, um, and so we were watching the Grammy Awards. And I had been texting Taylor like all of this time throughout this week, just like five days to go, four days to go, <laughs> because I was I was so excited for her because yeah. she she was really, really excited about her performance and obviously her nominations. Yeah. And um, I was just, I literally sent all of the vibes into the universe <laughs> because I wanted her to win so badly. Um, and she was amazing. Her performance was amazing. And I'm so happy that she won Album of the Year because I feel like it's such a good um, turnaround story because she... In her last album, when she, I think it was Red that that mm-hmm. lost, that she was like, that day after the Grammys, I thought of the name 1989 and I started making my album. Wow. And I thought it was so cool that she kind of, that she won album of the year for, you know, something that had, for a Grammy loss that had inspired her yeah. before. Yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. And I thought her speech was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a, certainly a speech that is getting a lot of people talking. Indeed, indeed, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I I feel like it was just such a good message in general. Yeah. Like yep. it would be, I feel like, sad if people made it just about one person mm-hmm. right. that she was talking about because it's I feel a, it's like it's about something larger. It's about something bigger than that because yeah. I feel like as a woman and even just as a person, there are always going to be people that try to say that you didn't deserve your success or try to make you feel small. Um, and you can't really let that get to you, and it, and it gets to a lot of people sometimes. So I feel like her speech was more than just about that. Yep. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I love her. Um, I want to know, Katie. <laughs> yes. I was just like, I'm, I'm taking away all the questions from you. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I wanted to start asking about like Fifth Harmony stuff. Yeah. Just because I know you guys are working on the new album, and 
I'm a, how are you guys done with we're, the album? We're ninety nine point nine percent done. All right. Which means you're done. Yeah, we're done. We're basically done. <laughs> basically um, done. You're mastering the album right now, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that, no, that's exactly it. Awesome. But, um, yeah, I think we have like a little bit of little little things and like particular songs to clean up. Finishing touches. Yeah, finishing touches. But everything is basically everything is basically done. Um, and I'm really really excited about it. I think that the fans are gonna really really love it. Um, the sound is really it's similar to what we've done before because I feel like that's kind of the fifth harmony stamp is just talking about you know girl power and having fun and music that you can dance to because we like to do a lot of choreography and a lot of movement so sonically it has to reflect how we're going to perform it has to be a reflection there (laughs) and and speaking of I feel like it's just it's just a level up like I I think that the songs um, are, are better like it's a really really good batch of music and I feel like the girls especially like they everybody gets to kind of sing a lot on this album Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool because I feel like you know they're amazing vocalists and I feel like I have gotten to hear like a side of us that I haven't necessarily heard before and everybody's doing something amazing Mm -hmm. in the album like every girl has a moment where like I've been listening to it and I've been like wow like she sounds so freaking good on this part you know so I'm really excited I think the fans are gonna love it Well, I was going to say that you were saying how everyone's voice gets to get showcased yeah. individually, which is very cool. Yeah, totally. And I feel like with, um, I know what you did last summer, like the fans got to really meet you individually. Yeah. And it's it, it's really cool how you guys all can do independent things, be your own humans, yeah. but then come together as this group. I honestly think that's the only way for a person to be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> for an artist to be healthy because, you know, like I was saying before, Fifth Harmony, like it's amazing that we can all come from different places and have different music tastes tastes and have different ideas of what music we would like to make but all come together to be like okay this is our sound but at the end of the day obviously an artist like you feel kind of stifled when you can't completely express who you are without any compromises without any meeting in the middle like just kind of unabashedly being like this is me and this is and I poured like this was all what I envision in my head and this is what is coming out so I think that was it was really cool and that's why I think I know we did last summer was so special for me as I got to kind of be like this is that is Fifth Harmony and I and I love what I do there but this is who I am like I listen to like Ed and, and John Mayer yeah. and I like like guitars a lot and yeah. Ooh, hey. maybe there'll be some guitar acoustic numbers on the new Fifth Harmony album your Instagram has a lot of awesome you Thank playing you. guitar, yeah. guitar. Thanks. Yeah. That's, that's my New Year's resolution is that I want to get really good at it I have it's like calluses awesome. which is cool oh that's that's yeah I kind of do this thing where I like go up to everybody and I'm like look at my calluses <laughs> but I, I'm secretly you're proud of them I'm, I'm, I'm sure, secretly yeah. really really proud yeah. of them you're not so secretly anymore considering that you just told us about it <laughs> yeah exactly no the, the guitar cover I'm not really I'm not very good at it yet but hopefully do I uh, th- your Justin Bieber love yourself yeah, version was, was cool. really cool it was really cool Thanks, it like yeah like a hundred tries to get well, that <laughs> But hopefully I get better the at it. The finished product looks Thank really you. great. So what, what's going to happen is on the next Fifth Harmony tour, you'll be like, you know, like Niall coming out with a guitar. That would be freaking out. sick. Although I don't know how I would do that because I have to... Dance a lot? Well, I have to dance a lot. <laughs> if, Taylor, if, what if, Taylor, if Taylor can do choreography and throw a guitar on every so often, <laughs> yeah. you can. No, what if I just had like my guitar and I just incorporated yes. the dance Ooh. That would be cool. They do. You need like a keytar, maybe. A <laughs> All those ladies with the keytars back in the 80s. Badass. Yeah. Right? Um, 
I want to know, did, did the Megan Trainer or Max Martin collaborations end up on the album? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's two, there's two MXM songs um, that are honestly like m- one of my favorites, two of my favorites of, on the entire album. Um, and I can't reveal too much, so I'm choosing very carefully what to say. <laughs> we but, understand. But you will hear, you will hear very soon. Wow. Um, but it was amazing to to work with MXM. I remember That's we exciting. we recorded there and I was just like you went to Max's yes, studio. Yes, and it was amazing. Like I've I'm really good friends with Sovin and I've known him for a really really long time. Um so it was cool but like he was there and and Max was there like sitting at the dinner table and like all of these people um Sovin and all of these people that I have made some of my favorite pop songs ever. And the fact that we were there like just eating Thai food and like <laughs> they're sitting next to you and obviously they're the thing is, like, they're the coolest, most humble people ever, but they're just so mega talented that you can't help but kind of be, like, I'm kind of starstruck. Like, it was just really cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they have careers like no other. Like, yeah. it's gone on for 25 years. They're, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's cool that their disposition is so, like, unassuming and so humble, but they're just kind of, you're just kind of, like, you're a genius. Yeah. Like, this is so <laughs> sure. cool, you know? Um, I saw something, and then I'll... I'll let you go because we we're we're, oh, running yeah, up, we're we're running up on the time. <laughs> oh, no, Talk to you all day. We did, I mean, well, I mean, great. Then hang out. <laughs> but um, we we did say that we wouldn't keep you terribly long. Um, I saw a picture on the Fifth Harmony Instagram yeah. feed like two weeks ago mm-hmm. where it looked like all of you were in a desert somewhere. Yeah, super glammed up. Yeah, that appears to be a video shoot. I could be wrong. Or, or album cover, album cover shoot, shoot. Or oh my god! Some, I mean, I some, guys, uh, I'm on the spot here. It's, it's some something professionally we uh, have, shoot related towards the album. I'm just gonna say we have visual material, <laughs> all kinds of visual material that we shot as soon as we got back, and it's really, really cool. Um, I mean, we'll I, I, that. We'll I don't that. know we'll if it's really that. cool, but I think it's really cool. It looks really cool. It's it the yeah. beginnings of something really cool. It looks, it looks, it lo- <laughs> yes. There are I'm, many awesome things that may be coming out at some point in 2016. Yeah, some point very soon <laughs> in 2016. I know fans hate it when you say the word soon. Well, no, you have to see, no. We talk, I, I would hate it too. We talked to enough I, I hated it when One Direction said there's, there are things were coming out soon as a fan I was like when is Come on, it give me when a is soon <laughs> but then you know but then you know like when you say like a date or spring or summer and then it doesn't happen for whatever in. reason that yeah. is what that is the mistake and then the that fans we made are just like you lied to us blah, blah, yeah. blah. and you're like and no it's, it's like, not that no like, we didn't lie it was just, just not in our hands d- it didn't work right, out right. I think that's why Beyonce just <clears throat> just drops it yeah. she's yeah. like no explanation not giving you any explanation boom here it is <laughs> we, she's invented the new verb of just she's gonna Beyonce you pull, pull yeah. Beyonce she's pulling Beyonce <laughs> we, she beyonce I love it um Anything else you want to tell us before we let you go back into the world? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm really excited about the new Fifth Harmony stuff coming out. Um, thank you to anybody that's been really nice. I know we did last summer. That's cool. <laughs> thank you. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Very, yeah. Thank you. That was that was my child. <laughs> and yeah, and Sean and I say thanks. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for everybody to hear the new Fifth Harmony stuff. It's gonna be awesome. Awesome. And I'm, I'm gonna get some sleep because I went to sleep at six a.m. last night. <laughs> oh my god! So you haven't actually slept at all. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't. Oh good lord. Yeah, but it was cool because I don't really get like a lot of those moments where because my family came over from Miami and you don't really I don't get those like movie moments where your parents are like, "Where have you been, young lady?" <laughs> and I had like my first one yesterday. <laughs> and my mom was like, because I was I was out with like with Taylor and everybody last night, but I left my phone in the car and. Oh, my no. mom was freaking out. <laughs> oh, no. And I got back and she was like, 
why didn't you answer? And I was like, listen, look at it on the positive side. We're having a normal mom daughter <laughs> mom daughter oh, incident. Fair. Yeah, that we thought we missed out on, but here we are. Here it is. Here we are. Yeah. We're having a moment. You mom. Exactly. Your That's literally exactly what I said. She was like, yeah, go to sleep. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, yeah, Kiva. Thank you thank guys. You. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Yay. Yay. Give it to me. I'm worth it. Thanks again so much to Camila Cabello. So nice. Yes. yes. Deserves all the success that she is enjoying as a uh, as a duet partner to Shawn Mendes and as part of Fifth Harmony. Yeah. You know, we're not going to have a chart stat of the week this week because, well, we're just not going to have one. Well, you know what? Uh, the, the stat about the three albums to number one in a short amount of time was kind of its own chart hey, stat. there you go. This, the, the show is full of chart stats yes. every week. Why add another one? We hide one? them like little Easter eggs throughout the show. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> See, we actually did have a chart stat. Dun, 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 dun. The chart stat is, we already told you the chart stats are there. Um, should we, uh, what, what, what music should we go out on? Oh man, there's a lot of choices from today. I mean, we could do a Kanye song. <laughs> We could. <laughs> or would we have to like download title to listen to it? Yeah, that might be tough. Um, we could do a One Direction song. Uh, we could definitely do that. We could do Drag Me Down. We could do Drag Me Down in honor of its missed opportunity at the Grammys. Sorry, Grammys. You did. Uh, you missed out on this one. Let's go out on Drag Me Down. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Nobody, nobody, nobody can drag me down. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Except no substitute. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.